Blog Talk Radio. edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy, which is a podcast from the geek girl perspective. And I am the head hauntress having a really awesome night tonight, folks. We have so much on the agenda to talk about. A lot of old school fandoms in there, a lot of new school fandoms in there. And I have a whole bunch of sexy witches in my coven tonight. So let me bring them right on. My first sexy witch, she resides in Clifton Forge, Virginia. She is a regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit and a partner and my partner in crime. She's a horror fan, self-professed super fan of the Marvel Universe in film and comics. Please welcome to my show, our show, the sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How are you doing, sweet? I'm doing much better. How are you? I'm doing pretty darn good. How are you doing? We can do this all day. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing. How, how you doing? doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Well, I I'm 
you know, June is busting out all over. Like I said, it's been super busy. We got a lot to talk about, but I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute. Let's bring on the other sexy witches, and we'll continue onward. So my other sexy witch, she's in Seattle, Washington. She's a writer for Living Dead magazine and aspiring filmmaker and published author. She's also a horror geek, but she loves, loves, loves to be barbarians in live-action role play. Look for her wealthy attitude and personal writings on her popular blogs and YouTube channel. Please welcome to the show, the sexy werewitch, Queenie Todd. How are you doing, sweetie? Oh. That's how I'm doing. Uh, uh, that's, that's pretty good. I would say that's a six or a seven, at least, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I put yeah. my whole heart into it today. I know. I'm sorry. No, I'm just, don't apologize. Don't it. I will take it. Wolf- <laughs> I'll take as much wolf as you can give me. You know, if it's a little wolf, hey, it's a lot of wolf, hey. It's your wolfy attitude. I have no control over that, you know. But, you know, no. maybe you should get your – but you got to get your game on because our guest host, you know, she's ready to fight it out with you still. So I should bring her oh, on. Hello. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. So, um, yeah, wow. we have one more person on the line tonight. Um, and it's my guest host. is one of our regular correspondents here on Sexy Witches. She's an actress and a model. Looks located in upstate New York, and uh, look for her at media conventions all back east. And um, also check out her photo shoots on social media. Uh, she uh, is going to preview tonight in the community calendar, Slaughter in Syracuse, the underground horror festival. But in the meantime, she's just going to have a chat and join us as the guest host on Sexy Witches. Please welcome to the show the sexy vampire witch of the north, Bonnie Napavon. What's up? Ooh, not, huh. awesome. So nice to talk to all my sexy, beautiful witches. So good to be here again. I love it. Thank you. I'm so glad you came back on, Bonnie. You're always welcome here, but you have a one lot of us. One of us. <laughs> I have to confess, I sounded a little weirder because right, right as you said hi to me, I almost dropped my drink and I'm like, priorities, priorities, priorities. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I apologize for the party foul. I didn't mean to do that. No, but, no. Um, both, both go together. I mean, it's it's like peanut butter and jelly. It's like peanut butter and chocolate for some people. And then there are those weird people that like peanut butter and celery with little tiny raisins on top. <laughs> I'm I'm not really a big fan of that personally. I don't like celery. So, uh, well, no, it's, it's really good for your that, stomach, though. The alkaline is is fantastic for your stomach and for digestion. It, yeah. Did Did you know that organic celery is the only food that can actually kill you? Organic <laughs> celery is my enemy. Do tell. You know why? You know why? It's because why? it has a natural pesticide. Organic cel- oh. celery is evolutionary, naturally a pesticide against bugs. And so if you're not if you're denying pesticides to celery, it starts to produce its own its own uh, pesticide and it actually in high levels can be toxic to humans. Oh my god, that smart little evil plant. I love it more now. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, I'm not a huge fan of celery. Yes, I'm, I'm the happening. You know, I was you know, I, I love poisonous killer plants, things like that. Matter of fact, the madness theme was almost going to be horror, horror culture, but it wasn't. And this year, we're evil clowns, which is turning out to be one of the most macabre, scariest, freaking awesome. year yeah. I have been it's dealing gonna be with. Awesome. 
Oh, my gosh. Love you. It's so exciting. It is. And I want to thank Billy Pond again. He has been mm-hmm. so receptive and so responsive. Yeah, and he's he wonderful. He's wonderful. Frank, yeah. And Frank, Frank Browning designed the poster, and it's simple, but it's beautiful. And, and, yeah. and, and Billy Pond is totally – I'm so excited he let us use it. Papa Corn's likeness on the poster this year. It's, I know. It's, it's, it's such a treat. Um, <laughs> you know, and he's got a big Papa thing Corn. happening. He's doing a fundraiser this weekend for a friend that's ill. And yeah, I read about Circus that. Of the Dead. Yeah, that's a great idea. This weekend. So if you're in Odessa, Texas, folks, head down there and go see Circus of the Dead. Uh, it's going to screen because that's still right now the only screening right now. Though he keeps saying he's itching ever closer to a distribution deal. So let's keep him moving on that. Come on. You can do it. We love you. Go. You know, so a lot of people are scared of the subject matter. Let's just be honest with you. It is pretty heavy. <laughs> so it's awesome, but it's heavy. So, um. All right, so let's go and talk about what – we have a lot to talk about. First of all, um, did you like the music I was playing? It was interesting. Did you recognize it? Did any of you recognize I it? Didn't, oh, it I did not, so I'm embarrassed. I'm sure it's like, like some um, – Yeah, a Star Wars reference. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars, yes. It's Star Wars. Uh-huh. The cantina. Oh, the cantina. It's, yeah. Yes, the minute you said that, I'm like, yeah. da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like the so cantina. What you, were, what, you were hear, what you were hearing was Trudy. Huh. Trudy, which is, right. if I could have sex with an inanimate object, it would be Trudy. Okay. <laughs> she, she's amazing. If you go to my profile. Sex with inanimate see, objects all the time. Well, Okay. Well, they do yes, vibrate, so they technically I, I move. Mean, I, mean, I mean, one that's, that's larger than myself in proportion. Right, 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 okay, right, right. Like, well, well they, make the ones with, they make the ones with suction cups you could put on the side of Trudy, but that might be very perverse. <laughs> I don't know. That might not. <laughs> Trudy has a lot of rods. Erin knows all about well, Trudy's, a, uh, for your folks, Trudy, we talked about her on the last episode. Please listen to the last episode, which is a little bit more PG about Trudy. Uh, Trudy is a pipe, uh, 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 a carousel organ. She was made by a man named mm-hmm. David Wesson, who, thank you, thank you so much, Mr. Sir, for letting me record his entire Star Wars role. I have clips. I have all sorts of clips I can play tonight. That will, uh, one of them, I'm, I actually am going to play one more tonight for sure, and I'll, I'll bring it in when I recap something. Uh, but um, <laughs> so the, the carno- we went to the COA rally, the Carousel Organ uh, Association of America rally at the Knobles. Knobles, once again, a class act amusement park, one of the best I've ever been to. For the most part, it is just so much fun to be there. We had ended up with eight people in the cabin, which was nice. Uh, so it was, it was crowded, but not overcrowded. And that was good. And we used it for a base camp and we all walked in and out of the park for a couple of days and it was great. And we had a good time and, uh, we recorded, we rode rides and ate lots of ice cream and food and, and, and it ended up being a wonderful time as always. And, uh, but the best part was the, the organs themselves. And Trudy is truly phenomenal. And I, I've never seen a machine. When you listen to that, it might not sound like it, but believe it or not, there's only air going through those pipes. <laughs> it's all run on bellows. You know, there's electricity running the bellows and the bellows runs the machine. There's no automation from computers. The only computer element in the whole thing 
is the one, the thing that changes one role to another role. That's it. The actual machine plays like a player piano. It reads the role and then it sends all the information to the uh, various uh, pipes. There's most almost all wood. Go to a co go to my profile. You'll see in the cover page I have That's Trudy awesome. on my profile. Uh, she's awesome. amazing. And and, I am and she's new. With something. There's um, I, I love. There's a, I'm sorry. Go ahead, honey. No, I can go ahead. It's hard to hear you, so go ahead. <laughs> no, just your your passion for that and how it all, you know how it all like works together and everything. I had this similar um you know you know kind of feeling towards there's uh something that travels around. It's it's different guys, but they wear masks and stuff, and they're usually at Ren fairs, and it's called I think it's called Cast in Bronze, and they play this big huge. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, uh, like bells hooked to um, an organ, and they call it a carillion or something like that. It's it's this and it, it, it's shaped like you know you'd be drawing it with I don't know with a train or something. And it's just like the the most grand thing to see set up when you go to the rent fair, and and he'll be sitting at it playing it with this golden bird mask on and like. It has, you know, all these, like, big majestic movements in between the playing, and it's just, it's so loud and so just everywhere, like, like, church and Christmas and life and birth and death all at the same time. It's it's fantastic. So, cast, I'm pretty sure it's called Cast and Bronze. Well, if you can remember, post it so I can see it. I'm always curious. I will, because I think like you would that. really dig it. Yeah, I'm going back to the rent fair this, this September, actually. I'm hoping that he's there. Our, our Ren Fair has actually a, a, a actual pipe organ in the front, and they play it at the end of the day, and it's pretty neat. And he'll take oh, requests cool. too, so it's fun. Yeah, he actually is, yeah. le we learned Pirates of the Caribbean because people were like nah. it so much, so it's really yeah, neat to hear yeah, him go. Yeah. Dun, 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 you know, but he also does yeah, you know yeah. kind of the opera, and he does chamber music, of course, because it's Ren Fair. But uh, you know, he, he he's really cool. So our Ren Fair is very awesome. anachronistic. But it's uh, it's pretty it's a permanent one. It's one of the older ones, and they don't celebrate Queen Elizabeth the first like most of them do. They are actually in the King Henry yeah. VIII era, which is I don't know. But I'm not I'm not a purist, so I grow bored of that sometimes. I I like to see the anachronistic elements and everything. You know, really everything is just steampunk when you mix it all together, anyway. So or well, some form thereof. I love vendors, and you know, and some of the best vendors and artisans in the world do rent fairs, and mm -hmm. it's the only place you can mm -hmm. get their stuff. Absolutely, you know, so, yeah. so that's why rent fairs are worth doing. Maybe I'll even oh, yeah, do I a always, rent fair I, episode. I haven't done one yet. Should you should? Yeah. You know, in the costuming and everything, it's right up your alley. Yeah. Man. Well, my mother was the Renaissance Fair costumer. <laughs> I mean, Aww, that's actually. You see, my That's mom cool. actually was in the original one in Vallejo, uh, in uh, in California, Marin County, where the first one started. Mm -hmm. She was actually part of that, and cool. uh, she, I, and 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 Erin can vouch. There's pieces of her costumes downstairs in my basement awesome. that I've yet to sort. My mother, my <laughs> mother, I, I. Uh, when I when she died, I took all of the pieces I knew that I needed to keep, and I threw them in a bunch of boxes. But I have yet mm -hmm. to this day, and she's dead now five years, gone through these boxes it's hard. to to it's sort hard. these costumes. Well, you know, and, and it's funny because some of them I grow in and out of, right? Some I can wear, sometimes I can't. Matter of fact, the pic, the costume I'm wearing in my um, head haunters picture is something my mother made. Not the cape, but the mm. dress. That was for her. Uh, so, um, you know, um, 
But anyway, we'll talk Renaissance Fairs another time. But, you know, this is a nostalgia episode because, you know, we're talking about the COA, which is, you know, uh, you know, carousel organs is about as nostalgic of a music item as you can get. Large music boxes, basically. They're amazing. And oh, they yeah. always have horse, beautiful carousels next to them. And Knobles has a great carousel. Uh, but the day before, get this, ladies. Okay, the day before I uh, went to the rally, I found out that they were at AFI playing a double feature of something I've always wanted to see. One of the reasons why I started to become a film geek, actually. Um, There was these two, these three guys in the 80s, these kids, they were 11 years old, and they saw their favorite movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and decided, hey, we're going to recreate it (laughs) shot for shot. I know about this. It's so fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, seven seven years later, they were finished. It ruined their friendship. It was, uh, mm. and they just kind of wrote it off and said, fuck it, this is awful. And then it got discovered, moved forward in time. And I am reading, yeah. but uh, Ain't It Cool News? And they are describing But Numathon, which is like my dream, like, festival. And I'm reading about it, which is 24 hours of films you don't know what you're getting, hosted by Harry Noel from Austin, Texas, at the Alamo Draft House. Like, everything that I would want in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And he's, And they said, they had a 45-minute window between that and Two Towers, okay? The movie Two Towers was coming out that year. So that can give you what year it was when it came out. And they put <laughs> the tape in. Eli Roth, gave, I didn't know this until I saw the documentary, Eli Roth gave it to Harry as a birthday present. I know that Harry didn't know what it was. It just said Raiders, and he put it in. And then he watched this movie, about 45 minutes of the movie, with the kids in it, and it became legend. Like, that 45 minutes spread through the internet like wildfire. Like, yeah, and I, made I love Eli Roth. Eli Roth oh, is my. always doing little devilish things like that, and he's also the reason that we, well, Clown is, like you all know, is finally coming out this year, which is cool because it goes with the madness theme, but the guys yep. that put together the fa- a fake trailer for that movie, Clown, they, 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 po- they posted right on there, they're like, from, you know, horror, you know, whatever, like Eli Roth, and mastermind you know, of horror, Eli Roth, and then it was all over the internet super, super fast. And then, you know, one of the guys, he got this, he's like, you're going to get a call from Eli Roth. And he's like, oh, shit. And he got a call from Eli. And immediately he gets on the phone and he's like, he's like, oh, my God. He starts apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. It was a joke. And Eli's like, no, it's amazing. I love it. And then he's like, do you guys really want to make this movie? And they're like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. And Eli made it happen. <laughs> Eli made it happen. I and I actually, I actually think that Eli is, is – I personally think that Eli is the person that gave um, the Saskas personal funding for American Mary, but that is just my own thought, and I've never had any confirmation of that because I know that he uh, wants it, more females in horror. But, yeah, Eli he's, he's awesome. Is, he has been all the fucking way, absolutely. He's like great. one of my favorite geek husbands. I protect him a lot because yeah. a lot of people talk shit yeah, about he's Eli great. Roth. And I, but he's I great. love him to death, and I think he's funny as so, hell. And he comes from trauma roots. Yeah, gotta love anybody yes, that comes from trauma, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, there's that mm-hmm. too, you know. So I watched the double feature. So they showed the documentary, and then they actually showed the movie. And I've been trying to locate this movie since I read that article, and also became a blogger. Also attended, but yeah. never on eight. Also met Harry Knowles. I met all this stuff <laughs> because of this fucking film. Never actually saw it. 
finally saw it, and I'm so happy I did. And and the cool thing is, is two of the people were in attendance. Chris Stromopoulos and Eric Fowler were both there. Um, they played uh, – the one was the director, and he played Belloc, and the other one was uh, Indiana Jones himself. And uh, it was it was amazing. I posted photos on the slideshow on Blog Talk, so you can see some photos there, and I'll, I'll remind myself to post, repost them on the actual page. Uh, it was amazing. I have now – I own a copy of that adaptation, Raiders of the Lost Ark adaptation, the kids' movie that I've always wanted to see all my life with them signed. I just need to get the third person who the special effects Aww. kid, which I really would like to meet the guy who did the special and effects. It, and it was great? Really I haven't good. seen it. I want to oh see it. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> my, my favorite scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark, hands down, is, is the yeah. scene in Nepal with Marion Ravenwood. Marion Ravenwood is one of the most important characters in my life. I loved her. Between her and Princess Leia, that was my childhood, okay? Mm-hmm. And the scene in the bar when the bar's on fire and everyone's fighting, the guy grabs the staff of Ra and burns his hand and all that shit's going down. They do it. Yeah. They did it. They caught their basement on fire. They are fighting in fire and Marion Ravenwood is drinking and smashing heads on bottles and, and it's just Oh, my God. It's yeah. so cute. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Some things didn't quite work. Uh, you know, John Rice Davies' beard, you know. In general, I don't know. Especially when I see old episodes of Sliders, I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I know that guy is, like, renowned, but, like, really? <laughs> uh, they didn't get uh, – they couldn't, afford, couldn't get a monkey, so they use a dog. <laughs> and then they have a – and, and they put, and spoiler alert, but I got to tell you, ladies, get ready. This is hysterical. You know, there's a scene in that movie where the monkey goes, Hell Hitler, right? You know, mm. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hell Hitler, a little monkey. Well, they they wire the dog's foot, and they make the foot go, Hell Hitler. <laughs> it's just like the funniest <laughs> thing ever. You guys nice. got to see it. Anyway, and I actually, I really if you do want to see it, I have decided that is going to be my midnight film for New Year's this year. I'm going to show the adaptation. So uh, ah. I just got to find two two more films to put aside, uh, put around it and figure out what the, the, three, the three films I'm going to play this year. But that's going to be my midnight movie this year for my party. So, uh, cool. you know, I want, I want to share this geekery with everyone. And I have <laughs> one more. One more geek thing I got to talk about, and it happened last night, ladies. I went to the fucking Rift Track Mystery Science Theater. I'm so jealous. You did? Yeah. So fucking jealous. That's that's exactly why we're doing this Wednesday night instead of Tuesday night. Because Mm -hmm. not only was I there, our guest who's calling in in about 10 minutes, Cyanide Rush, also went. And he reminded me. He's like, I can't do your show. I'm going to the reunion. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the reunion. And I go and I buy it <laughs> <laughs> So I went last night, and it was it was cool. It was a little subdued in an odd way, but it was kind of a cool transition because it was every major person and the two head writers all walked on stage at some point, and three or four of them did. By the way, Tiwi Frank and Trace Ballou are still the two funniest people. Uh, absolutely hysterical. Hysterical people. Um, but uh, Jonah, uh, what's his name? Jonah Day. He's the new guy. He was on their mm-hmm. stage as well. Him and Joel Hodgson came on together, and he's going to be great. He fit in. He was funny. He was edgy. Um, they're a little raunchier than they used to be. I guess that goes with age, right? And uh, yeah, it used uh, to be it, more punning and stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, it's pretty fun, though. Uh, Kevin Murphy is still one of my favorites. I, I'm always going to be a Tom Servo fan. Tom Servo. I had a crush mm-hmm. on Tom Servo. And it's hey. <laughs> Sexy, sexy singing voice, man. All right, there's another inanimate object I want to have sex with. What's up with that tonight? All right, let's stop with this. Number two, leave that one sentient. We're starting a list. We're starting the list for you. <laughs> okay, so Trudy and Tom Servo, which could be there done. There we go. I'd probably have to take the, take, I would have to take the round part off, though. Don't you think it's a little round? <laughs> anyway, I love them. Yeah. So, so the MSC that would take was, some training. The encore oh, wow. performance. Uh, the on, they're doing encore performances of that July twelfth, right? Yes, uh, nationwide so and theaters, right? Yeah, because that's what I was planning yes, on going. Right. Yeah, go then. I know a few people that are. It, it's nice. They, it, it, it's not all, not all sequences were created equal. Some were funnier than others, but they end really, really strong because the, not only are they funny, but they're all on stage and the segment they're doing together is really weird. It's this thing about grasses and it's just like, what the fuck? I don't even want to tell you about it because it's just so much what the <laughs> fuck. And, 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 and also, just remember from now on to shake hands with danger. That's all I'm going to say from now on. Don't forget you're shaking hands with danger. And that was also a big theme going through that. And you'll see all of that if you watch the rerun on the 12th. I won't spoil it now because it's going to show again. But um, it was it was fun. It was cute. And it just gets us ready for November when the Mystery Science Theater 3000 comes back on TV, which is like the most exciting thing in my life at this point, which is pretty sad if that's how it's most exciting thing in my life. But uh, no, it's the same. Yeah. Uh, but I spent Well, now the Game of Thrones is over show. for the year. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. thank you. Good. Erin, you rule. That is an excellent transition. Yes, Game of Thrones. You're welcome. <laughs> like, I, 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 you, and I you can't say anything you. about it. And there's just like the what the fuck. And then there was the moment where like you see like and there's a look on the face, and there's quietness, and you, and there's focusing on a window, and you're like, "There, oh shit, is he? Oh god, that's happening!" That just happened. It's hard. It was, it was. Um, I, I want to say something about this thing. season. <laughs> wiener, 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 wiener. Ah, South Park ruined us. Wiener, 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 wiener. <laughs> Somebody I know. Don't forget, oh, actually, don't forget, yes. don't forget floppy wiener. Wiener, floppy wiener. Wiener, okay. floppy wiener. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I want to that is a fa- anything. All joking aside, that is seriously a fantastic ultra-traveling, pull-you-along, like, theme song. Am I right? Like, when you first hear oh. it, you're like, oh, this is kind of simple, and you get pulled into, like, you know, the models and everything. And by like I don't know, by the end of the first season, you're like, you're just like rollicking. You're like, you hear the music, and you're like, oh, here we fucking go! Yes. Yeah, it makes you want to, it makes you want to beat on your chest and go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it makes you want to beat on my chest and go, I want a wiener, a wiener, wiener. Exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Joking aside, I'm gonna give my quick opinion of what I felt about this season. See, I'm great, Joy. Say whatever. Wiener. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Um, I thought it was, the, and I don't mean this badly, it was the most formulaic mm-hmm. season in the sense that it, you could tell that the, the TV writers 
were taking over, and it felt more like a TV show than more of a cinematic novelization, yeah. which is what Martin would do. Self, I still really dug it. Yeah. When I felt that. Weak episodes, you know, giving us what we wanted. We don't always, and the Game of Thrones is one of those cool things that doesn't always give us what we want. Woman that's wants, why it's a good how show. Many red, how many red weddings do you want, woman? How many do we have to have? Oh, <laughs> they're just you know. setting us up. Um, they, they gave us a lot this season. They're going to fuck us next season. They're going to fuck us so bad. Uh, I do think the Battle of the Bastards was probably one of the best uh, battle sequences mm, and, I've seen in years. And fantastically um, I, named episode as well. I, yeah. I also want to say, I think that once again, we need to get Jamie Lannister and Brienne back together as a team because I those know. scenes oh, are so much good. He completes her. He needs her moral compass. He is so tied to Cersei and Cersei has like absolutely no, she's like no morality. Like it's so crazy. Like, and he's been so caught up in that world forever and so devoted to her that he doesn't even, he, but he, but he, but there's part of him that kind of like likes who he is when he's around Brienne. You know, it's it's worse, but it's harder in a different way. You know, because all good women are very difficult, and this one's different and difficult in a totally different way. But he's intrigued by it. But I think she kind of scares him. <laughs> uh, I think that the torment Brienne thing, the, even though it was just a little side thing, was brilliant. Uh, yeah, Leanna, Mor- Leanna Mormont came out of the books and jumped to life. And that was amazing because she's not in it very much. In the oh, book. the little, the little girl, and the little leader. Was she fabulous oh my God. or what? She was, she was amazing. Because the last episode, she was fabulous. Commanding those men. Like, that was just like, oh, my God. And I thought Cherie was a fantastic little girl. And then I was like, oh, Cherie, you know, yeah. But, yeah, oh. awesome. <laughs> So, so there was some really good things about this season, like extremely good things about the season. One of the things I didn't like was their underuse of Ian McShane. I thought that, like, killing him off in one Thank episode you. was, like, it's like committing a war crime, okay? That is a war crime, killing, underusing Ian McShane, which people consistently do. I have seen so many, like, stunted That's performances not Sir Davos, is Ian it? Is Ian the redhead, or is it Sir Davos? No, Ian McShane was in Ian one knockoff was... episode, and he was reduced to plot device just to get the Hound to be a murderer again. That's it. They he was... used Ian McShane as plot device. He did a couple speeches, was... oh. and they were murdered. Yeah, he was the Septon that got killed uh, in, you know, the... the Hound's friend. Oh, him. Yeah, oh, that wonderful friend. older yeah. guy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's a powerhouse, definitely. Ian McShane's one of my favorite actors, and the Deadwood movie looks like it's actually going to happen, which is awesome. Uh, oh so, really? Uh, oh cool. Yes, they're 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 actually developing it. So we're Deadwood was on the with... only Deadwood was the they only don't... show that ever really knew what to do with him. He was so good on that. Yes, yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. And now that Timothy, <coughs> Timothy Oliphant is now done with Justified, he's free again, and so oh, that's nice. why like Deadwood might happen. So you know, show. fingers fucking crossed on that because I would yeah. definitely watch it. Oh, <laughs> I just got a note from Cy. I am ready to go. Take your time. I've got a martini. <laughs> That's a really <laughs> 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 Oh, whatever, babe. And shit. You're ready. I'm going to tell him I have Kahlua, which is true. By the way. <laughs> I have coffee and Kahlua. What are you doing, that's buddy? Called, that's called Liz style. 
I, wine, I right? am drinking. Um, I, well, I did want wine, and then I looked on the shelf, and there was no wine. I was sad because, you know, no oh, wine. No. So I, I, am in, I am in makeshift mode, and somebody might cringe, but I am actually drinking Jameson and apple juice. Oh, well, that's all right. It's not bad. I, I prefer Jameson and, and uh, lemonade, but my lemonade's almost gone, and I needed the pep. And so there's more, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to weigh this out. So there's a little more sugar and energy in the apple juice. You know, <laughs> these are, these are all very important decisions to make when you're choosing your, your poison, you know? And apple juice is close enough to wine, right? I mean, all it needs is a little fermentation. Yeah. You know, I'll end up really <laughs> hyper, but I think that'll be okay for the show. You, you know, you haven't like, you know, disowned me yet. So we're good. Well, no, you know, uh, well, no, actually, the original concept of this show before I on on air was the idea is that we would actually, it was going to be kind of like a fake book club, like, you know, where, you know, you watch one movie and then you get really drunk and talk about it. It's kind of a rip on what Ray Parker and Matt Stone used to do. Fun time. But then Queenie couldn't t- drink anymore because of her, of her meds. And, mm-hmm. and then my other sexy witch was pregnant. So that took that out, and so they kind of the formula changed. But you know, I still <laughs> drink while I'm on the show. But you know, what can I say? <laughs> it's, it's you do, you I need liquids. Oh my god! You need well, to be a progressive uh, and fluid podcast. You know, like those that can't right. partake of this. It's like you know, right. whatever partake. You know. Is it of the earth? Dude, we're punk rock. My we man, is it of the earth? We are base. We are. We are <laughs> about as low as you can go. This is punk, man, and if you can't deal with us drinking, then, you know, yeah, why are we even listening to a show that talks about horror? I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're all about the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We're a horror community. Uh, well, a lot of them are rock stars. It seems like there's heavy bleed over. And with wrestlers, too, for some reason. People and wrestlers and, and, yeah, and horror, the, so. Those are the ones that I connect to the horror bros, though, because someone's asked me, like, where does this term horror bro come from? And I just kind of made it up. But, like, there is a subset of a lot of – I have a bunch of, like, a, at least a handful of, like, these, these guy horror friends that, like, they're also big wrestler fans. And, like, they seriously tend to, like, a whole different subset of horror than me. Some There's some overlap, but it's, like, very, you know, very adrenaline-based. Lots of flashers, you know, lots of that. But the horror bros, well, yeah. But it's speaking of horror bros, uh, you know, the ultimate horror bro is a man named Shorty Yeaworth Jr. I've talked about him before because this man, at first he wasn't really a horror bro. He started doing inspirational films in, in Pennsylvania, right? And then suddenly decided to make this horror picture the glob and it became the blob mm. which in 1957 was ended up being one of the most mm. successful films of its time period move forward to the future and we are still celebrating this movie the ultimate independent horror film uh and uh blob fest is staring us in the face ladies and gentlemen i think i'll have to ask si how long it is but i think we're up to 16 8, i don't know how many years it's been going on it's been going on for quite a long time and uh so this year, I finally bite the bullet and bought tickets, and well, we bought tickets, and myself and Eric mm-hmm. Marie, and we're, we are planning on going. So, woo, we have a room at the We got thing, our costumes. Is, woo, 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 woo. We, I, I, I have my first 
swing dress. I have never worn a dress from the 50s before. This will be a big oh, deal. It is vinyl silver. So it's the alien dress. I'm Ooh. so excited about that. But anyway, let's bring on. Well, before we get too much into this discussion, because let's bring on the expert. So let me introduce my guest for tonight. And of course, I have the most appropriate music possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? This is absolutely my favorite, one of my favorite songs of all time. I'm not kidding. I actually have the blob in my top 10 favorite horror films. So, first of all, I want to welcome this guy. He resides in the Phoenixville, Pennsylvania area. He's a swing dancer, and he's the blob, a blob fist committee ma- uh, member. You'll see him on stage. You'll see him at the vending areas. You'll see him everywhere during Blob Fest this year, and uh, I think he might even be hosting the costume contest. I think he did it last year as well. So please, welcome to the show, a huge, sexy witch welcome to Geek Husband, and he is a Geek Husband, Cyanide Rush. Hello, sir. I'm bringing you on right now. You aren't sick of me. If you aren't sick of me by the end of Blob Fest, we Oh, oh, no, we won't. So, we promise. We'll never be sick of you, my dear. We are so happy you're on. Thank you for being on the show tonight. You How will you be. Doing, you sir? will be. I feel like if uh, if you aren't finished with me by the end of the weekend, then I have failed to adequately be in enough things. Is well, that a promise? Thank you guys for having me on the show. I'm really excited uh, to, to be on the show for the first time. And, of course, it makes sense to be talking about the blob and all things colonial theater. Well, you know, not only are you hosting Blobfest, you just actually came off a really actually, like, bruise and historian-type talk on the Blobfest, like, last week. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, the Chester County Historical Society, they run a program called um, History on Tap at different local uh, poorhouses. And uh, they bring their folks out to have a great time, have some drinks, and have different topics uh, around the area. And they contacted the theater to have somebody speak about the blob. And it was actually hosted in the, uh, the Great American Brew Pub in downtown Phoenixville, uh, which was formerly the Hotel Columbia, which was where Steve McQueen would have his steak dinners while they were filming the movie. So it's kind of fitting that it was hosted there. And uh, what, what, was it a dry talk? Was it a very active talk? What kind of, like, I love, and I mean dry talks as a historian myself, archivist. I love that kind of stuff. So what kind of, what geeks you out in particular about the blog? <laughs> well, there's, there's so many interesting things. And I was listening before you guys brought me on. Uh, you mentioned Shorty Yeah, starting out in inspirational films. Um, Valley Forge Film Studios, his studio, actually started out uh, before it was Valley Forge Film Studios, as Good News Productions. And they were in the market of religious shorts and uh, telev- television sort of docudramas. Um, and really the reason that they made The Blob was there were a lot of sort of contributing factors, but they made The Blob because they wanted to make feature-length religious films, but they didn't want to fuck it up on their first go-around. And they thought, well, we don't really care about science fiction. If we make a science fiction film and it sucks, it doesn't matter. And they ended up making their most their most influential film of everything that they did um, with Blob. Even though they made Dinosaurs and the 4D Man afterwards, the Blob was really what they became famous for, which was kind of to Shorty's chagrin. He even up until his death, he was out in the Middle East, like trying to push the God angle 
So uh, he was always flabbergasted. People loved the blob more than anything else he did. I, I was listening to – he did a commentary track right before he died, and I was listening to that, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and he was talking about how he was trying to push these, like, religious films even, like, in the 90s. You know, he was, like, still wanting to do that. And I was mm-hmm. like, really? You know, but it, he was very informative, but it was funny because, like, he would say one thing, and then they would bring on this historian who would completely contradict him. No, this is exactly right. what happened. Uh, and that I thought was that was best. hysterical. <laughs> Yeah, Shorty, Shorty was like, you know, like, uh, you know, he had a, it, there's his truth, and then there's the truth that everyone else knows about the blob. So, and uh, it's, it's super I, duper weird and interesting. If you like the local connection, and you like, uh, well, I don't want to say shitty films. If you like films of a ridiculously heavy-handed moral uh, fiber, um, some of the films they made have crazy names that are weird as heck. Like. Um, before the blob, they made Twice Convicted, which was then re-released with additional footage as The Flaming Teenage. Um, and, and it's, well, I wouldn't say it's very good, but it's interesting. Um, they, they made a movie where Bronx heroin addicts get cured through the power of Christ. And it's not like exorcist power of Christ compelling them. It's like Christianity fixing them. Um, they made a film in Phoenixville called The Gospel Blimp. Have you guys heard of The Gospel Blimp? Yeah. Uh, it, it no. ultimately is um, these evangelical Christians want to uh, convert the town. So they get a blimp and they drop pamphlets. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I've seen a blimp in a Russian movie, but that was the only blimp, <laughs> religious blimp I, anyway, uh, I digress. <laughs> but that Sorry. Cool. I, I, I would, uh, no, I I actually really want to see some of Shorty Aworth's inspirational movies. I've never actually seen one, and it's like it's like not, there's not very many of them out there that are easily attainable. I don't think they're on YouTube, so uh, at least not. Uh, were you showing one at that talk? I thought it said something about you were actually going to show one of those films at the talk. No, no, I haven't. I spent some no. time on archive.org looking to see if I could find some of them, but I wasn't able to come across any. Um, I do want to show some. I think it would be interesting, but I don't have any right now. I, I, I've been looking in the archives because that kind of stuff might show up at the archives. It's not really that kind of thing that we capture here, but, you know, I thought I'd look anyways, and it's not – there's no sort of yay where it's stuff that I can see in the archives for the government, not at least unclassified stuff. Uh, so, you know, so anyway, look – and the, the hunt is I'll continue the hunt, you know. So, um, so, uh, so let's move up to the future. And you know, you're young, swing dancing. And like, what, 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 what? How old were you the first time you saw the blob? Uh, oh God, the first time I saw the blob, um, I was probably six or eight. And did it catch you then, or was this something you grew into? <laughs> it's funny you phrase it that way. Grew into, um. The blob was always one of those things where, like, it was a comfort food. Um, even before I knew about the Colonial Theater, it was one of those movies that you could just watch because it has uh, an aesthetic quality that's very far removed from nearly any other kind of horror movie and definitely not like any of the teenage slanker films that, you, that came before it. Um, so it, it kind of exists in its own reality that could only have been created by, like, hardworking religious people who all live together on a compound and works 20 hours a day on it um, money from Philadelphia, independent. So there were so many factors that make it this sort of weird, ethereal film that, that feels different. And you just kind of want to keep watching it and kind of live in that world. 
It, it always it reminded me of like a, an old Nick at Night show just gone horribly wrong. <laughs> I, I've always been Which is one of the reasons why I always loved it. Yeah, it's a time capsule. Not only is it the movie fascinating, it's actually a beautiful slice of what 1957-58 was in that time period. The cost, the clothes are all, you know, the, the most of the buildings are practical. Um, all the costumes are, are amazing. I mean, the, the, the clothes they're wearing in that movie, especially Jane, is just, uh, off the chain, like I've always, I've actually. Here's the kitten heels thing. I'm totally envious of the black kitten heels she wears at the, at the yeah. office, at the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, being a girl here for a second. But it also, and this is what amazes me is that a lot of people miss the point of the blob. And and I always try to tell people, no, you got to look past the communist symbolism because that's not who the enemy is in this story. And the enemy in this story is World War II. And a lot of people are like, what? I'm like, yeah, watch mm-hmm. it. It's about World War II. Mm-hmm. The, ki- the people who came back to World War II, um, came ba- they all went out there 16 to 18 years old, some maybe as old as 21, but they were all kids fighting a war. They all come back with no childhood to the 50s, and they have their own teenage kids who are having a time of prosperity and fun and have not as many mm-hmm. responsibilities as they have. And so two things happen. One, the, kid, the parents completely ignore their kids and go party because they want to recapture that childhood that they lost in the war. Or mm-hmm. they resent the kids and don't believe a word they're saying. And that is actually what the enemy is. It's the parents' indifference to their children that causes the blob <laughs> to actually run rampant in this town. And Absolutely. I actually have always found that angle, like, as, as, as B-movie as this is, and it is, and there's some B-movie acting in it. Even Steve McQueen gives some pretty bad delivery at times. There's this undercurrent of subject matter that's actually pretty smart, and I've always loved it about it. I mean, and it's all in the script. And, uh, you know, that like the cop is like, those kids, and they even get kind of hammer-handed with it. One point, those kids don't understand me. Uh, they don't understand what I'm a, they resent me because I'm a war veteran. Like, why would these kids even mm-hmm. give a fuck you're a war veteran? You're a cop. That's why they resent you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, you know? Yeah. It, it was the so, first, it was the first generation of teenagers with disposable income so much, you know? Yeah, true. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it was the beginning of the century of the, has anyone seen the documentary series, The Century of the Self? Very fascinating. Very good. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. post that. And it post all that. started. It all started post World War II, because with prosperity comes other things to deal with. So it's, I agree. It's interesting that. that you uh, bring up the cops because uh, one of the more uh, salient points about the blob that I really that really hooks me is that uh, Birdie is like that. The uh, the cop that you mentioned uh, who mentions his war record, he is like that. But Lieutenant Dave. The, the head cop, and in this, this film, the head authority figure, he isn't so quick to jump on the teenagers like every other juvenile delinquent film before and since. Um, he's ready to let the kids off with a warning, not really bring the harangue them, believe them. He wants to believe them. He just needs proof. Um, I think that's one of the great things about this film is that it's real. Like We see these films where all the cops hate all the kids and the parents never believe them. But here's a film where the head cop actually is on their side. I think, taking your example a step further, that the real enemy in the film is lack of cooperation. 
Well, it's, you know, it, they're definitely not working together. And then the kids work together and the big ironic ending where the, 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 the guy picks up and breaks the window with the brick. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's, it all comes back to that point. That is actually the divining moment of that film. It isn't freezing the blob. It's when they break into the school. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's an amazing movie that way. Yet it is totally schlock and B at the same time. And the best thing in the film besides the girls and gore sweater in the balcony is the balcony scene itself. And that is actually at the colonial theater and the colonial theater is, looks the same as it does. We've been, we've talked about that on the show. This is one of our, the country, because we think historical preservation of theater is very important. Uh, a fairy dies every time one is torn down, just so you know, just like Peter Pan. If, if someone tears down a old movie palace, a fairy somewhere drops dead, bam, dead over. So that goes to drafters too. Yeah, in. well, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a particularly Art Deco theaters and early, early to mid '50s theaters like the Phoenixville um, Colonial Theater. Well, what's your beautiful like Stonewall one in uh, Roanoke? The again? Masonic. I forget the. No, oh, the you, you're talking about the Grandin. The Grandin, yes, that's another yeah. the same era. Beautiful, beautiful theater, you know, very that different, but gargoyles. at the same time, very similar. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So so, um, so the balcony scene and the run out is, is one mm-hmm. of the most famous scenes in, in the blob. And I actually know how it was done. They actually built this little cutout, and then they took the blob, and they literally tilted the whole thing, and it goes, Bleh. <laughs> and that's how they shot it. But, of course, there's the whole scene where all the kids are running out, ah! and so, and now they've taken that and made it a festival for how many years now? So we're on the 17th year, even though it's 2016. Yeah, I wish they had offset it by one. It would have been easier, but it is the 17th annual Blob Fest. Yahoo! And so not only do you recreate the run out on Friday night, there's a lot of stuff going down. You want to talk about it and our films this year. Sure. So uh, there is, you're absolutely right. There's a ton of stuff. So uh, Friday, the July the 8th, that Friday night run out has been sold out for a while. It sells out in about, this year I think it sold out in under 20 minutes. Um, so we have a, a 30, or I'm sorry, a 90 minute variety show uh, with our, our host of the weekend, Mr. Lobo, uh, our, our in-house Dr. Frankenstone, uh, myself as Dash Daring, and uh, a live band. So there's a lot of things that go on. It, there's actually not a showing of the blob on Friday night. We entertain you in different ways. And then we trigger the run out at 9 p.m. And usually there's a couple thousand people standing outside just to watch everyone come running out. Um, immediately following that at 9 o'clock across the street in Club 212 is the Blob Ball, with the, which is a, a rockabilly swing dance uh, with a live band from New York City. It's uh, the Screaming Rebel Angels this year. And that's just so Friday. That's, for, that's just Friday. <laughs> and then... And then everyone gets really tired, goes to the mainstay and crashes for a couple of hours, puts on their makeup, gets back up, and outside, lo and behold, there's a festival outside as well as inside. So what happens on Saturday? The street fair is absolutely crazy. Um, And always fingers crossed for good weather. Uh, We kick off everything at 11 a.m., uh, with the street fair and dozens of vendors on the street. And these vendors are all uh, horror or 50s-inspired things or science fiction-based. Uh, we have Dibs and the Detonators, who are a local rockabilly band of some renown. They'll be playing throughout the day. In the theater, we have a double feature of The Blob and This Island Earth kicking off at 1130. 
and we repeat that at 2 o'clock. I'm sorry, uh, not at 2 o'clock, at 3.30. Sorry, I'm just going off the top of my head here. Um, outside, we have the Fire Extinguisher Parade. The costume contest is at 1 p.m. I'll be hosting that again uh, 2 p.m. We have, uh, returning for the first time in several years, we have Old City Sideshow. Uh, if you, know, you guys didn't see them last time they were here, uh, they like to do things like light cigarettes with uh, angle or uh, iron grinders. They like to swallow live goldfish uh, and swords and things. So uh, you don't want to miss this. The kids apparently really love this. And then mm-hmm. we have the late night Saturday double feature, which is the Blob and Queen of Blood. And if you haven't seen Queen of Blood on the big screen, you are not going to want to miss this show. It's going to be awesome. Sorry, guess, guess what? I have What's never that? seen the movie, period. Never seen Oh, it. there you go. You see, you know, and, and and one of those yeah, we got tickets. <laughs> that, was the, that was the one we decided to go to, was to the Blob uh, Queen of Blood double feature. Uh, I, have, I, have, I know this island probably verbatim. Like, I can quote you, <laughs> Meta Luna. I, 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 Luna. I love Meta Luna. I, and I also went to see the at Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie when it came out first run. So I know this Islander. But Queen of Blood, for some reason, I don't remember seeing. And I've seen a lot of classic horror. <laughs> we, had, we had thought about a couple of different films there. Right? Usually it takes us more than a month to try to really fine-tune what films we're going to do. And luckily this year, several of the films we wanted to do and we weren't able to, we ended up booking them as the Sunday classics throughout the month of July. So if you come back to the theater after Blobfest, um, you'll get to see, for instance, on July 17th, we're playing Planet of the Vampires, the Bava film. So <laughs> yeah. we, I, wanted, I wanted that to be in Blobfest, but it, didn't, it just didn't work. Yeah. It almost so, fits your theme. Almost fits. It does. Theme. I mean, Queen it does of almost Blood. Almost fit. I love. Yeah, I mean, Queen of Blood. Vampire. It's Queen of Blood is kind of a vampire, right? So mm-hmm. yep. kind of. Yeah. So and it's uh, very beautiful. It's kind of like Planet of the Vampires crossed thing. with Life Force or something. Oh, uh, <laughs> Life Force. Is Life Force. I, I don't no. know if Life Force would play at Blobfest, though. I mean, it's a family show. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> oh, but I, I, Life Force is my favorite nudity in any movie, period. I, I think she's the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen the first time I saw that. I was like, it's not to her. It's the whole atmosphere. It's the way it's shot and photographed and the way they shattered the glass around her. It's just, you know, but that's a good movie. We like that movie. Patrick it's her in it, after all. Perfect yeah, so. She has Speaking very perfect- good breasts. But I would argue perfect. that the woman, that the woman from from uh, Cemetery Man's breasts are more perfect. Oh, 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 that's a oh, that's a good one. That's a good challenge. Absolutely, oh, that is the most perfect boob shot I've ever seen ever. I love, right? I mean, yeah, I, I love her. wings perfectly framed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Which is, we, are, we are showing Cemetery Man at this year's Italian Splatterfest. Oh, oh, we oh, plan on going. That is like one of my I favorite movies for Splatterfest. <laughs> Yay! I, I, um, I introduced Aaron to Cemetery Mad uh, a madness ago. I'm like, she's like, I'm not taking this Italian man. horror stuff. I'm trying to force feed because I have trouble sorting out good Italian horror too, right? I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give you two. You're assigned Cemetery Man and Demons, and she came back oh, with like Demons being right. on. Yeah, Demons. Top 10. Demons is now in my top five. I, f- I fucking love demons. Any chance I get to introduce somebody to it, I'm like, let me show you demons. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, I normally I start work... them on the lower end of the slide. I like to start them under the porta potty by unleashing burial ground on them without giving them any kind of. 
Well, but Erin Marie is already kind of like she had some stuff under her belt already, so I could throw mm. her some heavier stuff at her, you know? Yeah, um, because I I had done a shit ton of Italian um, the year we did the video nasties. Yeah, I mean that's I, the video nasty list. That's its own level of ick. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the video nasty list is is well intentioned, but most of it's not very good. <laughs> so you know, and you know how I feel about Argento. I have a very love to hate relationship with Argento, but that's another yeah. story. He does promote sexy witches, so I gotta get. Well, there was a lot of Mario Bava on that too, but I, I have haven't been introduced to Argento so. as well. I'm sorry, I agree. Bob? I have a love hate with Argento as well. I really do. I, I, I really. What about you, Rush? Do you, do you have a love to hate relationship with Argento? Well, no, since we're I, uh, Argento. I'm okay to love Argento because I completely cut him off from my life after a certain film. So um, after a certain <laughs> time period, I know exactly where to throw down my gauntlet with Argento and say, nope, we're good before this year, and after this, we're done. <laughs> Did you like Casablanca? Is it like Dracula, one of his installments for film. Masters of Horror? For me, it's, you know, like I hated Suspiria. Suspiria, I fucking hate it. And if people <laughs> love it as one of his favorites, your, I don't hate what's it. What's your point of bone of contention with, with, with uh, Suspiria? It is just literally one of the most boring pieces of shit I've ever watched. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's always style over substance when it comes to that and type I, of extreme exactly. Italian horror. It's like, it's I, like I, okay, nice use of primary colors, but, uh. It's fun. Yeah, you have to just really, like. Seen, but I agree with Bonnie to, in the sense that I do think there's a lot of style and no substance, but I absolutely fell in love with Goblin seeing that movie. And I followed yes, Goblin. Yes, that's, that's the thing. Oh, you watch oh, it I, and. I, you watch it for a movie. Tenebrae is fucking fabulous. You just gave me the Goblin soundtrack, and I just love it. I'm just like, as soon as it started, you're like, yes, I'm going to love it. It's a great song. It's a music video. You know? It's short and good. Like, like Deep Red is way too long. Tenebrae is perfect. I like Inferno. I love Tenebrae. Perfect. Perfect spell. Tenebrae's opening sequence is one of the most... Visually stunning piece of cinema, in my opinion. It's just uh, that underwater it, it, sequence. It really is. is. So, uh, so no one so liked good. his segment Pelts from Masters of Horror around 2006-ish? I loved Which Pelts. one did he? I thought Pelts. Um, okay. Argento, I'm pretty sure it was Pelt. Argento. He did a segment called yeah. Pelts, and it had meatloaf in it. Raccoons, right? Evil I don't raccoons. think yes. I saw that one. But there was yeah, some beautiful sequences, like because the pelts were magic, and like like the the hair would move in the in the light, and like it was just so fantastic, and you'd get lured in by it. So these these men that had um you know hunt hunted these these very magical raccoons, they they paid for their ways, but they they self and it, like it, it it kind of pulls you in and you self inflict, which is like even more terror terrifying, you know. And anyone that works on these pelts. Will self-inflict. The, the the seamstresses or the women in the factories, you know, they like they start. I think they start sewing their their lips shut at some point. You know, it's just it's crazy and like such a fantastic scene with with meatloaf like pulling, kind of pulling. I hate to. It's not really gonna like ruin anything, but he like kind of pulls his own skin off at some point. It's it's really crazy. He probably should have slept <laughs> and on that before he went ahead. And didn't Argento do the Jennifer one as well? Was, didn't he direct Jennifer? Yeah, Jennifer's actually, all, I, I think he did do Jennifer. And Jennifer's okay. I actually like Jennifer. Jennifer uh, is okay. But it's pretty straightforward. It's nothing too amazing. Uh, it is. So I, since we're talking I like about the Italian Splatterfest, yeah. uh, what, what, what mm-hmm. is Italian Splatterfest, 
may I ask, Ty, since so, we are talking uh, about it. We should plug it. Yeah, our Italian Splatterfest is our uh, yearly program of five Italian uh, films. We, we do that start that start that at uh, seven o'clock at night. Usually, it runs till about four a.m. And it's a it's a love letter to all of those great Gallo films. Um, we try to program interesting films in different ways. This year, I think, is a much more crowd pleasing um, uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. So we've got tons of popular ones. We have Troll Two, uh, Pieces, Cemetery Man, uh, Fulci Zombie. Mm-hmm. And then we really throw the curveball in with what have you done to Solange, which um, is I'm looking forward to that one. Seen. I have never seen that. They're making nope. a remake of it, and that's they a are, deal. Yep. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, and that's in the first weekend in September this year, or last weekend in August. What is it? It's usually it on my birthday. September the third. It's a Saturday. September, so yeah, okay, September the third, and Bloodfest is actually the eighth of July. It's staring us mm-hmm. in the face at this point. So, it what is. is your next? What is your next thing? What, 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 when you get off the phone with me, where are you going? What is your next thing to get ready for this big festival? <laughs> so right now we're in the thick of mapping out and finish finalizing Friday night's uh, uh, variety show. There's a lot of scripting going there. We have um, Marta Kristen coming in as our special guest for the weekend. She played Judy on Lost in Space on the TV yes. show. Yes. She's mm-hmm. our I'm so guest. excited. That's, that's mm-hmm. awesome, by the way. I loved her. Oh, my God. Anyway, go ahead. So we have her. We have, for Friday night, we have her. We have uh, a full-size model of the, um, um, damn it, the robot from Lost in Space. I can't think of the name of it right this second. But we have a full-size model Will of that. Danger Will Robinson. Ah, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, Bonnie and I are the same. We, um, uh, this is a tiny spoiler, so you guys are getting this too, but we will have the King of Mars. In the building, Mars? which is a huge, you'll see, it'll be great. That, but that's a tiny bit of a spoiler. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I Mars. Agree. King of Mars in the theater. Uh, that sounds awesome. Whatever it is, I'm down. So that's awesome. So okay. Up, and some video King of Mars to get together and, with the Queen of Blood. You guys are reading my mind, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> see, the uh, dog. Is that knows. you? I know. That's well, not me. Yeah, even my dog's dog. excited. Well, well one is, thing I wanted to plug this... was the Sunday of Blobfest, which um, yes, usually please. is not as much attended uh, because everyone's exhausted from the entire weekend. But we've been really putting mm-hmm. some uh, excellent programming on the Sunday. This year uh, at 1.30, we're kicking it off with a QA with Marta Kristen. So she's going to sit down front and do a QA. We're going to show the blob. Then we're going to have director Chris Mim in the house. And he was here two years ago uh, with his film, The Giant Spider. So he's going to introduce his newest film, his second newest film, The Late Night Double Feature, which is two different 45-minute uh, films put together, uh, The Fiend and Terror from Beyond Space or Beyond Space. Mm. Um, mm. I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. It's the Fiend from Beyond Space and The Wall People. And then he's going to do a Q&A afterwards. <laughs> so it's actually a full interactive Sunday afternoon. We'll all be exhausted, but totally people should come out and continue hanging out all weekend. That so sounds awesome. What, it sounds awesome. Did I tell you what happened last year for the Sunday programming on this show? No. So we we had Chris Garofalo on last year to talk about Blog Fest, right? Mm-hmm. And it was also happened to be the same weekend as San Diego Comic-Con and, and Lebowski Fest. So it was a pretty big episode. <laughs> but we talked about the blob. 
we talked about the other films that were playing, and none of us had seen, even though I had tried to see it and could not, had seen the the, the um, ghastly love of Johnny X, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I knew all about it, and I, you know, I tried to snag it before the show, wasn't able to do it. And so, Mr. Uh, Paul Bunnell, the director, contacted us after the show. He had heard that we hadn't seen it, <laughs> and he was listening to the show. And so he actually agreed to come on the next episode. And he was my first guest. So like That's celebrity awesome. guest. He's, so yeah. He's really awesome so, guy. You know, yeah. So that was, that was last year's blog fest. And so this year we had to pay it forward and actually come to blog fest. I've been wanting to do this all my life, but I lived on the West coast most of my life. So it's been out of reach. However, I've been living on the East coast now for <clears throat> a long time really, really long time, and I've yet to do Blobfest, and I'm sorry, and I'm going to do it. So I'm going to run out. I'm going to scream my head off, and I'm going to wear kitten heels and a silver dress, and maybe even if I get my makeup shit together, I will do a makeup, but I don't know if I'm going to do a makeup, because I would go as a, I was thinking about going Shatner green, lady, with with the silver. I thought it would look cool. But that's a big body paint, so I don't know if I'm up for the challenge, you know. But I only it have is. to do up to my – I just have to do up to my boobs, though, and, and, and get some green yeah. stockings. It's possible that my arms, yeah. that's really where the makeup comes in. Doing characters too. at any sort of con is way more intensive than anyone realizes. Especially <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be pressed at the same time. Except for, like, I would imagine. This man, I have never seen. I shouldn't be talking to you. This, like, I know, like, but I don't really. I, I, you always look fabulous, by the way, sir. I love your oh. hair. You have the best <laughs> hair I've ever seen. It, 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 it's like a combination of Greasy Kid and William Shatner. It's, it's except dark. It's really cute, and, and he's always got these little like uh, he does the swing thing, and it swing. Go on his web pages. You'll see some video of him doing some swing dancing the other night. I'm lurking. I watched I'm it. lurking right now. Oh, you guys yeah, are flattering so. me. I'm blushing <laughs> with a little beauty glass. Uh, we're so elated that you came on the show. Uh, and uh, do you have any final things you want to say about Blogfest or the movie itself or any of the other things besides? Uh, yeah, do go to Sunday if you can. Sunday is always the, the independent film director usually has his film on Sunday. we got to support independent films, old and new. Mm-hmm. So what's the mm-hmm. last thing you want to talk about being a, a blog fest? 17 years. And how long have you been? You've been with it for like a good half of that. So how does it feel? It's this is the kind of thing where you're running toward it really hard and you're trying to get everything done and then when you get there you want to try to be really cognizant of it and savor the whole thing and I, I try to but it's very all-consuming I guess it's, which makes sense because it's the blob. Um, what's really interesting <laughs> and important this year is that if you guys didn't know when you're there you go to see it. The Colonial Theater purchased the large uh, bank building adjacent to it uh, with a grand building right. estate. And they've been, exp- they've been working on this plan for a while now. But they are actually under construction now inside the theater and in the adjacent building, banding into it. And they're going to put in two completely new theaters and a massive lobby that, get this, will be serving alcohol. 
Right. So, I'm right there with you. I've always, so, uh, always thought you guys need a bar in that place. I've, I've always right? walked in there going, you know, popcorn is okay, but, you know, I'm an Italian <laughs> spider fest and I'm not drinking. What's up with that? You know, and just so, important, important safety movie note. Uh, you pair white wine with popcorn. Just a heads up there. Uh, oh, yes, but, yeah. Oh, that's like true. red wine. What do, you pair with the, what, what do you pair with the blob, though? I mean, obviously, that's a Merlot. Uh, I guess so, Merlot. It's, it's not it's Way too heavy to low. be a Pinot Noir. Exactly. <laughs> but if, you, if, you, uh, if folks want to find out more about this expansion, it's a very cool project. There's a lot of information out there. You just check out uh, Bank on the Arts. Uh, the program is called Bank on the Arts. It's on Facebook as well as on the Internet, and they can check out more and donate if they'd like to. And, and I'll post it on the face, my Facebook page, Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, when I have a little, probably tomorrow sometime. I actually have posted it on there before. I'm really excited to have two brand new screens. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it because these guys have great programming, old and new films, and live shows all year, not just Blobfest, not just Italian Splatterfest. They have lots of great stuff all year long, and I often post it on my event pages. So thank you, Cy Rush, for being on the show and good Thank lecture you. and I hope I hope we got like two minutes together take a photo when we're there because it'll be like myself and Bonnie at the last one of these things we'll be like hi 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 it'll be like that I will never That's let like that a, happen again we need to take we need to take self-aggrandizing selfies while we're there so that way we can all look good yeah, for yeah. all the internet folks and yeah, feature the beautiful for me. hair, please. She played up the hair so much, I really want to see the hair. Uh, uh, well, I, I mean, depending on when you catch me, it could be deflated from the heat outside. But I, I'll put extra. Uh, that happens to everybody, you know. Performance anxiety, right? Yeah, you know, I understand. Some days, <laughs> some days you feel like a all, nut, some days you don't. Some days you feel like a nut. Oh man, well, in heels, oh shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I'm gonna let Cy back to his world of all-consuming red, uh, red monstrous blobs, and uh, make sure that you go. If, if there's still tickets to the Sundays for sure, and I think there's still tickets to uh, Queen of Blood on Saturday night. So you know that even if you don't go and buy tickets to see the show. The straight fair is outside, so is the costume contest. And like you said, people stand outside and take photos of the run out that aren't even attending Aww. Bob Best. So so Be and, careful and to get a ticket for the two for the three thirty wow. double feature early if you want it because it uh it does come close or usually sells out and we are giving out Metal Luna punched out masks for those that show for free. Nice. That's cool. I, I hope there's something good for the Queen of Blood programming because I really like some swag. Oh, I like love her hair. I only just heard it. Like I'm, I'm like uh, seriously. This is so fantastic. This got brought up tonight because I seriously only got introduced to Queen of Blood. I ran across across it maybe like a week or two ago. I had no idea this movie existed, and because I'm always looking for things to cosplay. You know, I did Barbarella already, and I'm like Queen of Blood. Ooh, that's tough. But I love her hair. Well, fantastic. I can't wait. Thank you, Rush. Have a good evening. Thank you, guys. And please Thanks keep in touch, and, and I will I, I'll definitely say hi when we're there. So have a good one. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So that was 
Cyanide Rush, a.k.a. Cy Rush, and a lot of other aliases <laughs> he has. Um, you can find him on Twitter. You can find him on Facebook. Um, you can find the Blob Fest on Facebook. You can find the Colonial Theater on Facebook. And, of course, their expansion into the bank next door. So all that is if you want to keep an eye on Blob Fest, what's happening in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. And if you're a, field ge- if you're a film geek, you want to do that. Uh, it, it, it's it's a great thing. So we hope that we get to go. And and uh, I've got my pinup dress. Erin Marie has her pinup dress. Matter of oh, fact, her yeah. pinup dress has pinup girls on it. Okay, her dress. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, wearing, I can't wait. They're for wearing pin I I found two push-up bras. I think one of them might work for the dress, Erin. Um, so I'm oh, push I, I real good. I don't. Well, <laughs> you have to put, you have to push up with these dresses because they have scoop necks. You do. Because they had Because back then the missile tit was in the missile tit, and I don't even think I don't even think they sell those bras anymore. The proper missile tit. Mm. I love missile. They're so tits, cute. Though. They're so supportive. I do. Supportive. They're, they're all pointy and nice. They're pointing right at you. These things are like smart bombs. You point them in the direction, and shit happens. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they just they just poke out and say hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Even the so, tiny ones, if they're shaped well, mine are smaller, but if they're shaped well, you know, got some conage and, going on. Ooh, and, commanding. And guess what, Bonnie? <laughs> I broke down and even bought a corset for this dress. Oh, oh you're going to look so lovely, though. Be careful, though. It's not going to, hopefully, it's not like really, um, hopefully, there's a bunch of them now commercially made that I'm sure you oh. know about that have more of like the uh, flexible boning, you know? Oh, no, no. I got this from a custom uh, person oh, shit. at Awesome You're going to not feel good. <laughs> Get the flexible boning <laughs> for <our> con. <laughs> <laughs> well, but actually, it's a very flexible. It was actually, it's very nice, and it just takes two people to put it on. You know, but I'm, go, I'm only going uh, to a 38 to a 34. No, 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 so no. I, it's, it's only good. It's, it's only a proper corset if, you, if it takes at least one one helper to put it on because then because that's part of the ritual part of the ritual is the pulling and the are you okay and the i'm gonna put breathe my foot in. right here are you okay with that okay brace yourself <laughs> it's part of it yeah well hold on to something so- breathe in <laughs> breathe in breathe out breathe in i'm so excited so, uh, to see your corset I, I, it's really pretty. It's green. It doesn't match my undergarments. Two different shades of green, but it's green. My undergarments are ah. green. So is my. So is my. Um, monochromatic, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I have chrome on the outside, green on the inside. So I was thinking, and I have. Mm. Uh, I found no, black. and green is good. So mm-hmm. um, and so I'm thinking I'm going to go green with my. I was going to do a green tint, not necessarily go all green, but a green tint to this. The skin with bright red right. lips, and then maybe we could do some kind of dark eyeliner, maybe some sparkles around the eyes. Yeah, you, know you could even make it. You could even make it simple for yourself and do splotches of green that like blend in to your own skin. That way, it's friendly. If it gets if it gets you know hit and like disturbed, it's kind of friendly to that. You can't really tell, and also it's not full. It's also not full application. It doesn't take as long. And also it's not full application, so you don't sweat as much. Because just having all the makeup on your skin will make you really, like, hot. Well, I was, only, I was only going to do the makeup to the Queen of Blood screen at night. I wasn't going to wear it for the uh, costume contest. So, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Uh, but, 
But I am going to have Erin Marie. Uh, she's going to help me with my hair. I've never had an updo before. So this will be I my know. first one. Oh, I'm so. excited. That's going to look awesome on you. Yeah, I'm you're going to love feeling tall. I was completely you're gonna forward when tall. she said she'd never had enough to her. I was like, what? How? Oh, Erin, do her. Do it, girl. Do I, it. I told her, to I told her she needs a French like, twist. She needs a classic like, tiny. housewife French twist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like high, high bangs in the front. Tease, tease the shit out of those and just kind of like bring up, like pretend she's Tristan Risk and just like bring it up really high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give her a so, um, we got to move on because it's already 10.15, ladies. So we'll talk about my hair and stuff. We'll recap. <laughs> uh, your hair, it's everything. Your hair is everything. Oh, I, 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 I will make sure there's pictures. <laughs> Trust me. I'm sure Erin is going to make sure there are pictures. She's probably going to push me I'm in excited. front of every camera, take pictures. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going really, this whole outfit is completely against type for me. Uh, I appreciate it, but I've never actually wore it. So I never go for it. This is kind of a big deal. <laughs> So Aaron's Aaron's influence for sure. So and I love yes. it. Go Aaron. So thank, uh, you. thank her for that. I'm taking and a bow. Will, you we, might not be able to see it. it, but we will recap Blobfest 12th of July. So we're gonna take a little time off because of Fourth of July, and then Blobfest, and then on the 12th, right afterwards, we'll come on and we'll recap it, and we'll see if, how my look went, and we'll hope everything. That's a big fucking episode too, because. Um, we got Aaron Co- Aaron Cogan, my cousin, calling in because he's going to give our Sandy Comic Con preview. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's definitely something that we definitely do every year. Is going to be covering San Diego Comic Con. And if you go to my Facebook page, I've been hitting it hard. Um, we also have, um, you know, and um, I also recap. I'm going to Bonnie. We're going to talk about your mm-hmm. preview in a minute, but I also was going to ask you if sure. you could come back on next week, not only recap Syracuse, which you're about next to preview week? now, but oh, Kenny, I, oh, you would well, love well, me. Oh, I'm kidding. Well, next, next episode <laughs> I meant, but, um, but if you can also come on the 12th and, and give us a preview of Fantasia, because I know you're going there too. I am going. I'm going. I'm going two yeah. different weekends, and I and specifically, no one knows, but I'm really excited. I'm going to have a private acting session with Patricia Chica, director Patricia Chica. So. Oh well, that's cool. That's awesome, and, and yeah. I believe one She's of going to teach me how to co- use energy. There's a, a colleague of ours. What her name is? I always mess up her last name. Gerald Gavorzian. Is that her last name? I always mess her name oh, up. Oh, I don't even know. She will. Anybody that can. Jill Six. Jill um, Gervangian. I. No one knows how to pronounce it, and she'll applaud <laughs> you if you know how. She'll love you forever. So. But she's, she, she's going to be there. She, she's been following. She's been part of the Etheria Film Festival with J.K. on Horror House yes. Radio. I know, and I've missed and it. I've missed it. I've wanted to see St- Stacey Pippen and like everybody. I love them so much. I wanted to see the Love Witch so fucking bad. Oh my well, god! You'll have another, the Love Witch. You'll have another chance at Fantasia because the stylist is playing there. So uh, if I catch it, I'm only going two weekends. So I think the programming gets released on July 9th. I think, Mitch. Oh uh, well, that's good to know. So we'll when we come back, we'll definitely talk about that. So let's bring on. Are we ready for this community calendar? Let's bring on this bitch. It's time to do it. Here we go. All right, and you know what? It's not like last weekend. Last weekend, last episode, I mean, 
we you could have had an entire episode of community calendar and you would not have gotten through so much events were happening. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, I was going to originally have Nathan come on and recap days of the dead in Annapolis, but like he's super busy too. He just got back safe passes to Slipknot at the last minute and he's trying to mm. see if he can get an interview. So as he's not with us tonight, so we had to cut that recap out, but before we get into the calendar, I'm going to bring it up to one more time to my guest host tonight, Bonnie, and we're going to talk about what you're doing the same weekend that Marie and my Erin Marie and myself are doing Blockfest. You are doing in upstate New York, Slaughter in Syracuse. What is that? Slaughter, yeah, Slaughter in Syracuse. Actually, the same weekend is also Dark Carnival by Rue Morgue up into Toronto or Hamilton? Oh. No, Hamilton, Ontario. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was saving that for the calendar, but yep, yep, got it on there. Yeah, so. and like <laughs> for a few months ago, like it was trickling in, but that roster is filling out, and I'm a little jealous right now. But I'm, I'm very devoted to my indie horror. So, yeah, Slaughter in Syracuse is going on its third year this year. I've gone to every one, so I'm very proud to say that. This year it's, it's, um, it's hosted by Jason West of Vulture Video. So it takes place this weekend. Um, the main event is on Saturday the 9th, and that's when they have the whole film fest. Now, the unique thing about Slaughter in Syracuse that Jason wants to preserve is Every film that he shows, he wants to have the the filmmakers there, or at least one of the filmmakers there, to talk about it, to introduce it, to be you know to be with it, which is really an audacious thing to do, especially for a small festival. So, and this is like very, very, very like indie underground horror. So I'm very, very excited. Every year I'm getting every year like when I, the first year I went. I didn't know who a lot of these people were. I had no idea. But now I'm going back third year in a row, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. This is so nice. Um, man, they got – he's put together some really cool stuff this year. We have some, some homages. Um, we have Brian Pollen with the 10th anniversary of Bone Sickness, which was released by um, Unearth Films, which you guys know that I, I totally uphold and am behind and work for in my spare oh, time. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and actually, I have not seen Bone Sickness. So I have it. I do have it on DVD, but everyone has that pile of DVDs, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to celebrate that there. And also, Brian, um, with the 10th the 10th anniversary release of Bone Sickness, our uh, 10th anniversary screening of this, he's going to be showing. I guess there's going to be a world premiere of a new short film that he has. I know nothing about the details of that, but it sounds really intriguing. And then another returnee will be three years in a row, Fred and Shelby Vogel from Toe Tag. And they're, they are seriously, like, wonderful, and they're probably, like, my favorite, like, underground horror, like, um, like horror power couple. I love them. They're so fantastic. And this year is the 15th anniversary of August Underground, and I'm excited, again, for that to show up at, at Slaughter and Syracuse because they played this. They, they, did, they, they celebrated the 15th anniversary of August Underground at um, Cinema Wasteland, but I wasn't able to see the whole program because there was so much going on. So I'm going to be excited to be part of that. And then let's see, what else do we have going on? Um, Ruby LaRocca and Rich Mallory, uh, they're showing up. Ruby has a new film, very, very female-based, female horror-based, Sociopathia. So (laughs) that's going to be fantastic. And she is rumored to be bringing a gaggle of very hot crazy chicks with her 
and there's for people that show up early because you know the main event from 12 noon to whatever at night it's like at least 12 hours it runs that's all on Saturday but Friday night if you get in early then there's going to be some secret screenings and stuff and they're secret but not so secret if you find us we'll, we'll tell you so stuff like well, that well it sounds like a then lot of have, fun it's Go going ahead. to be it's going to be a lot of fun yeah we always have fun it's great. We all get on Friday night and like just settle in, and then, you know, it'll be like random. And people, are, hey, come up, come up to like my room, and we'll watch it. Like last year, I think we had when Blackbirds Fly, from um, Jimmy oh. Screamer Claus. Yeah, I, Jimmy I is so, and Jimmy actually he used to be with Ruby. I, I unfortunately I don't think that they're together anymore. I don't I don't know any dirt about that. I really don't. It's, but um, they're both beautiful beautiful people. So. You know what's weird about that movie? As painful as it was to sit through in many ways, I actually might it make is. my top ten this year. It might. Isn't it Only good? Because Jimmy, because Jimmy is so hard. What they did was hardcore. I mean, that was yeah. like one of the most intense films. I, I sat through that fucker. I did. I got through it. It's very <laughs> pagan. I, I remember like that you part saying lot, that. But, oh, but it, 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 it's really, but I, I'm so, wow. <laughs> But well, yeah, it's just so fantastically, he's, he's so fantastically perfectly abstract, you know, and and intense. Like, And you oh, have to give over to that world. You have to give over to, oh, I get it. It's it's completely talking about my world, but in, in, in a tongue-in-cheek abstract way, you know. Yeah, you have to go with the animation. A lot of people get turned off mm-hmm. by the animation. And boy, it's not oh, easy I to don't. look at. Oh. But if you roll it's, with it. Just roll with it. It actually will grow on you. Yeah. It's not like South Park. You know, it, the, the, the yeah. imagery, you have to just be able to roll with it and go with the imagery. And, and, and the story yeah. and the imagery support each other completely. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, and, he, and, he's, and he's fantastic with music. So it doesn't bother me. I'm a big fan. I mean, I'm 40. So I'm a big fan of, like, Beyond the Mind's Eye and all the stuff. And, you know, a gate to the, mon- the mind's eye, all of that really, I remember you know, mind's cutting, eye. all that cutting edge stuff that came out around 92, 93. And it was like, holy <laughs> shit, look what we can do with computers. And holy shit, times two, we're going to put Jan Hammer music to it. <gasps> you know, so like it kind of, it, it's kind of like a dark version of that to me. And I just, anything that can en- encapsulate a style and stay with a very specific style, tone and styles will will it'll eventually win me if you can do that if you can just stay because it's all about it's all about that there are so many infinite tones that you can have it's all about keeping that tone and that style so yeah i'm excited to so, see ruby ruby's ruby's a sweetheart so well it'll be interesting to know what they're doing next for sure because uh, that when blackbirds fly has been very popular on the horror circuit and days of the dead has been screening it at every screening every um every one of the ones they've been doing. So uh, clearly it's getting they some have. kind of response. Uh, so uh, and Slaughter, Slaughter and Syracuse, if you want to the pulse of underground horror, go up there and go see it. They had some of the Pretty much. best films last Pretty year much. too, if I remember right. Um, so go up there, go see it, go say hi to Bonnie. And here's the thing. Um, Aaron Marie and I will be at Blobfest that weekend. Bonnie, this is, you have to listen up because this is, uh, I'm giving you a slight assignment. Bonnie Pavone will be up at Slaughter at Syracuse. And if you see her and walk up to her and say, why, hello, sexy witch, you will win a copy of 
Friday the 13th on VHS. She will take your name and address down, and I will mail it to you. And Ooh, yes, on that's VHS. That's a really good prize not, because not VHS is all the shit right now. It's all yeah, collectible. VHS. and There's a big-ass swap meet at the Slaughter in Syracuse as well. So uh, There you know, is. Uh, there is. So, uh, yep, that takes place it, on Sunday. Um, you yep. can do online right now, slaughterandsyracuse.net. You can still get tickets. They still have a few tickets left for $25, or you can do $30 at the door. And when you buy that, it includes, uh, I think, an 11 by 17 poster that was designed for the event. And you also get free entrance to the swap meet, the, like the garage sale. It's, it's sci-fi. It's, it's comic books. It's lots of horror, lots of Lots of unique artists and local artists that like that have their wares to sell. It's it's great. They fill a whole room at the at the uh, Maplewood, so it's really fantastic. So, yeah, fabulous. So, uh, are you going to stay on for the rest of the calendar? We've got a lot of ground to cover. I am, so, but can I say one more thing? I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. skip this because it's got a lot of buzz right now. The one no, thing I, I was saying is actually there's just two things. I'll I'll go real quick. I know I can draw shit out. Um, my favorite thing that I'm that I really want to see again is slaughter. And I saw this at Cinema Wasteland. I think a cinema a cinema wasteland or two ago, like maybe in April. Um, Androgynum by Nick Iway and John Lauterbach, um, written and directed by Nick Iway and John Lauterbach did animation and effects. I met them both. I met no, I met John. I think. Um, a couple of years ago at Slaughter in Syracuse. And then this androgyny movie, I saw it Cinema Wasteland. I'm like, what is this? This movie, just transformation and addiction and love. There's a movie within a movie, and it's just, it's transcendental and really, really current and different and dark. And, and just really, really, you have to, you have to really like think about who you are and like, do you accept yourself? Do you accept others? Fantastic movie. So that's going to be awesome. And it'll be great to see them in attendance. And then the big, the big pull I feel for Spins this year is going to be Scott Shermer and Brian K. Williams. They're going to show Harvest Lake. Everyone's heard about Harvest Lake. Huh. Yes. And, okay. Yeah. I and, know that uh, one. Yeah. And unfortunately, Ellie and Tristan can't be there. I, I don't see them on the roster. But Brian's going to be there. He was a cinematographer and Scott Shermer, who directed Found. Fantastic. He's going to be there. And um, effects were done in this movie by Shane Beasley and Arthur Colifer. Um, they have their own effects studio, and I don't remember the name of it, but they did, you know, everyone knows they did Headless. They did their own effects for Headless. Yes. So their effect, their effects studio did effects for Harvest Lake. And Harvest Lake, that was my favorite part of Harvest Lake, was this throwback to this sort of 80s, really rooted sort of like practical effects, you know, pulsating um, organic things right in front of you, you know, that like ooze, um, you know, like they're, they're pulling you at like they, they ooze evil and evil intent and like, you know, and, and it's just, they're so fascinating and you're like, you want more of it. So it, you know, that'll be, that'll be fun. And of course we always have JK, our wonderful host and that's it, you know, Slaughter and Syracuse, it's going to be more of the greatest and on most underground. Yeah. So 
I have I haven't asked JK yet, but I'm think I'm gonna have him come on and not the weekend, not the one next one, but the one after it because he's also going to oh. Fantasia. And so I'm gonna ask yeah. him to come he's on and great. recap Fantasia and then talk about his he own should. experience in Syracuse. So I hope he will do that. Yeah. I hope he's listening. He did promote the show. Thank you, Jay. JK. Oh, love it. Promote his shows. Uh, so we love you to death, JK. Thank you for that. Uh, and one more. I do have one more business thing I need to discuss related, kind of like that. Um, I'm also associated with another podcast right now called Dark Discussions with Michael Darwin and Philip Perrone. Uh, they also do, and I love it, they do a, a recap show for Game of Thrones called the You Know John, John You Know Nothing podcast, which is really fucking good. Oh, nice. Uh, so, You Know Nothing Jon Snow. There it is. You Know Nothing Jon Snow podcast. So, uh, it's you Know really, Nothing really good. Jon Snow. Yeah. And, yes, and are you so, looking at my arse? <laughs> so they are going to be at Scares That Cares, um, and um, this they've been going since I've been going. So they've been going. This will be their third year, just like myself and Erin Marie. And uh, this year, this is the first time they actually have a panel, and they invited me to come on, and I will be uh, doing the 200th anniversary of Mary Shelley's writing the Frankenstein panel, which oh is kind of cool. Oh, my God. Matter of fact, Amazing. I just watched the movie Gothic right before I came on air. Yes. Oh. Russell's movie. Oh, it's so funny that you would mention yeah. Gothic because didn't um oh god the person I mentioned earlier today earlier tonight the most unlikely person did the score for that wasn't it um Jan Hammer uh, or something Thomas Thomas Dolby Thomas Dolby yes Thomas Dolby yes, yes, uh, yes. the pedigree on this movie is really bizarre and it's weird like most Ken yeah. Russell movies are uh but it's really oh it's really the atmospheric. devil Ken Russell's awesome. You know, uh, and I would totally tap Jillian Sands and Gabriel Byrne. I mean, uh, Timothy Spall wigs me out, but those guys are amazing in the billowing shirt look. I was like, you know, they, it's, and I don't mean that sexist way. I just say they look beautiful. It's just beautifully shot, very, very flowy gowns. And Natasha Richardson, rest in peace, my girl. Forgot how amazingly beautiful and such a good actress she is. And we lost her way too soon. And, uh, you know, Gothic is the she plays Mary Shelley in that. And uh, so I was reading up, and I still, okay, here's my problem, ladies. I've been researching the history part of why Frankenstein was reading, in particular the summer that they wrote it. It's called The Summer That Never Was. And that's because there was a big volcano, and it, like, mm-hmm. laid, uh, it made, like, Three winters, like summers, with no with no with no light. Like the nighttime storms were terrible. Nobody could go outside. That was actually why um, they stayed indoors and did a bunch of drugs, had sex, and wrote those books. Right? She did it with. Uh, <laughs> really, yep. You know, it's it, really that's how, why it happened. It's because of this. Lord Byron was getting it. What else are you gonna do, man? Uh, I don't know, but, Make babies. I, She's like, I'm from right. Canada. That's what we do during storms. We make babies. Right. I know. Oh, I'm from Canada. <laughs> you know, yeah. so here they are. They're all doing some kind of, I think it's, I'm, I'm trying to guess. I think it's Laudan because I've been reading a lot of accounts of this winter and no one says they're doing hallucinogens. Nobody says what they're doing. And it can't be LSD. It's way too soon for that. And I don't think it's mushrooms, but, you know, because no one's puking and it's keeping people awake. Like, they're not sleeping. So my guess is Laudan, which is an opiate, uh, which would make sense because they're drinking totally. it in the movie. Maybe. 
the way, you'll see skeletons and dead things, and 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 so she writes the book and you know the famous story. So I've been reading up on this, and that's what I'm doing. But I wanted to get back to Mark Michael Darwin of Dark Discussions. He designed a T-shirt to help pay for their vendors' table and for their um, their expenses to Scares at Cares. And um, there, and tomorrow is the last day that the sale for this limited T-shirt is, and I bought one for them because I love them for as a thank you because they invited me onto this panel, which is a, my first horror panel on a first con. It's always I'm popping my con cherry here. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, somebody lost it just then. Is everyone okay? Roll call, sexy witches. I hear. All right, one witch. Hello. Well, I hear Aaron. There's Queen. Yes, nice. Oh, All right, good. <laughs> I don't know what happened just there. All of a sudden, it sounded like everyone died when I said pop my cherry. It was pretty funny. Uh, but anyway, so I'm very, very, very honored. So I bought a T-shirt. But folks, if go to their websites, listen to their shows, and buy a T-shirt if you want to help them pay for their vendor's table. Uh, they'll, they'll give you a, a – go ahead, Queenie. I could barely hear you, sweetie. Are you there? Oh, there she is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hi. Sound <laughs> problems. Hey, everybody. Fucking blog time. Okay. Fucking blog time. I'm going to say it. All right. I'm going to say it. I swear. I was, I was buy here. Buy a t-shirt. Yes, buy a fucking t-shirt, man. Buy a fucking t-shirt. Buy a fucking t-shirt. Anyway, go. buy a t-shirt for them. Uh, we appreciate them, and we love them. The other thing, oh, and there's some breaking news, guys. And I know that, I don't know if any of us are watching it yet, but Preacher got renewed. So even if you're not watching it, it's the idea that Dominic, Dominic Cooper is 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 going to be in the second season. I love that man. I love that man. He is one of my favorite actors, and I'm so glad he's got a series. So fuck yeah, that was breaking news. Is that the Howard on Stroke, guys? That's Dominic Cooper. Have- yeah, he is in... All sorts of he's yeah he's he in Howard Marvel Stark. Universe now yeah so he did he played the star he's one of the stars yes and uh, see I haven't yeah, yeah I only asked that because I I haven't seen um, he's Iron the first Man's father. father yeah oh. he, he's a father he's uh, he's all over the place we loved it. he also was one of what's this about Armin Wheeler what he was in the Devil's Double is that what it was called where he played the oh, uh, oh the Devil's the, Double the, no, the Devil's the, Double yeah. Devil's Double, yeah. like playing, yeah, 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 yeah. He was so he, fucking good in that. He was in yeah, Mamma Mia. He was in Mamma Mia, but we, we'll forgive him for that. Um, <laughs> Shut up. That's, that's you okay. cannot miss my musicals. No. And no he was in the Marvel Universe now because he was in Agent Carter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't, I don't diss on musicals. I love them more than anything. Matter of fact, I actually have something about musicals on the community calendar. But, um, but I nice. wanted to mention that. Preacher was renewed. So, no. Um, usually, I organize the, the the community calendar by like what type of event it is, right? Uh, but this time, I decided to go chronological because it's July Fourth weekend, and there's a shit ton going on. So, let's start with that. And first of all, I want to say, and this is for anybody that listens to London. Uh, I okay, we cover fandom of all types here. I'm not a fandom of this. I'm not a huge fan, but I know there's a huge fan base of the TV show Friends, okay? Like, Friends is huge. And I don't mean just in America. Globally, Friends are huge. 
And um, so tickets tonight, midnight, go on sale in London for Friend Fest, which is like this big festival. They've done it for a couple of years now. You, everyone goes and gathers, and they drive you around England, and you see. And you, hey, so go to Friend Fest. Uh, tickets go on sale tonight, and general admissions on the first of July. So. And there's some tour thing going on with it too. Oh, I don't know the whole story, but you know. But anyway, so I, I thought I would mention it just because I'm a nice person like that. So uh, you know, I, I, I we cover all fandoms. I might not agree with it, but I'm going to say okay. You know, if you, if you, what makes you happy? I we're never going to judge that. You know, so uh, you know, it makes me happy. You know what makes me happy? ABBA music. Shh. <laughs> oh. Mamma mia. ABBA music. Oh, God. ABBA music does make me happy, but, but All the you know, here, I... the non-ABBA section. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need ABBA. <laughs> so, I like, my, one of my favorite songs, I wish I had one uploaded, too bad. I like, give me, give me, give me a man after me. I really do like that song a lot. So, <laughs> I, I could use that song every day. Every day. Every day I need to play it, like at midnight. Give me, give me, give me. I can deal with ABBA. If you start saying the ace of bass is your favorite, then we're done. Oh, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Just because no, I know the words doesn't mean I no, actually no. like it. <laughs> ABBA is Comparison. There's not even a comparison. Now, if you said rock set, all bets are off, all right? If you want to talk about white Swedish supergroups, all right? Rock set was the 80s supergroup. So, you know. I anyway, like rock I, set. That's because you got the look, Bonnie. What in the world would make a brown eyed girl look drinking, drinking, drinking? That's all. That's all I gotta say. This this is probably the whitest show probably on radio right now. Like just this moment because we're talking about. Hey, I'm not snapping. You know what? I'm not snapping. I I know. I know they're pushing it, and I'm. I'm all about the love, and I'm all about the equality. But I am not gonna feel white shame. (laughs) I didn't say. I'm all about love and equality. Never. Never feel shame for something you love. I would never, never. to anybody. Never. never. We're geeks podcast. No we, we, we're geeks. We're nerds. And speaking of nerds, we I'm are. about to nerd. You ready for me to nerd the fuck up? I'm about Yo. to nerd the fuck up. Not geek. Yo. Nerd the fuck up. Okay? So here I go. All right. All right. So community calendar, the most important thing on the calendar, it starts actually today. It already started. And it's actually in Washington, D.C., starting from now through for two weeks, you've got the Smithsonian Folklife Festival downtown. 
And also in the centerpiece of that, of course, is July 4th, and there's parades and one of the best fucking fireworks displays in the world, uh, you know, every year. Uh, my husband does the sound for the Smithsonian Folklife Festival, and the Folklife Festival mm. is really, truly an amazing thing, and this is why. It's July 4th. Everyone's feeling American and patriotic. They come up into the National Mall in D.C. with all the museums surrounding them, and what do they end up learning? About other countries. And that is what makes America great. The Smithsonian Folklife Festival represents the cultures of everyone everywhere they came from. They've covered all sorts of stuff. They've covered the Silk Road in China. They covered the Mekong Delta. They've done Haiti. Haiti was one of my favorite years. Tibet and the Dalai Lama was there one year. And they also do cities. They cover D.C. and they cover they cover the one usually one city or one state, uh, a couple countries all over. They also uh, NASA had a thing one year. The Forest Service celebrated their 100th anniversary. Uh, all sorts of great stuff, and you learn a bunch of like folklore stuff. So it's music, dancing. It's also artisans, so they're building things, making stuff. Uh, Kenya which was two years ago, was incredible. I met the Maasai, uh, you, um, this guy who was making hut out of bottles, and he invited me to his preserve, so I actually have a place to go in Kenya now if I ever go to Kenya, which is my bucket list, number one bucket list item, by the way, is visiting Kenya. Uh, so, uh, you know, so the Folklife Festival is amazing, and uh, you learn something, and you learn some music, and there's food, and all sorts of stuff, and it's free. Absolutely fucking free. Uh, it starts on the 29th, runs through July 4th, and then it starts up again next Wednesday and runs through Sunday. Um, uh, this year's country, it's a smaller year. Uh, we're only doing one country this year. It's Basque. Now, what is Basque? You guys know what Basque is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Basque is, okay, you all know where Spain is, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Spain, yeah. Spain in the northwest Upper Northwest Quadrant, there's this little area called Basque. Basque is actually basically the Wales of Spain. It's the same idea. What Wales is to England, Basque is to Spain, and even has a Celtic culture with its own language and its own uh, own, own clothes, own religion. As a matter of fact, the religion is, get this, ladies, sexy witches. It's, it's a, it's a Wiccan-type, Celtic-type religion. <laughs> I had heard that. That I had heard about Basque, but I didn't know exactly where it was located. I admit I'm horrible with geography. So here's my hoping. Here's my dream. I'm hoping. I'm going to talk to my husband who's down there now. That's why he's not here. Um, The more the most famous people from Basque, believe it or not, is a filmmaker. Uh, His name is Alex de la Iglesia. And he made one of my favorite uh, scary uh, clown movies of all time, The Last Circus. And he did a sexy witch movie called Witchin' and Bitchin', which is a really great, I love great that movie. fucking movie. And I that, didn't that's see it. Yeah. I did not see it. Yeah, hook me up. Hook me up. Oh, it's on God. Netflix, uh, I think. It's on yes, Netflix? It is. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Give me my connection. I, okay, great. The Last Queenie Circus. No, I didn't see that. I love this Last movie. Last Circus is brilliant. Oh, my God. It was cool. my number one film that year. Um, it oh, is fucked cool. up. Uh, but I watch it for the madness this year. Oh, I'm hoping. 
if he had made an appearance at the Folk Life Festival, oh, my God, I would just die. You know, it would be awesome <laughs> to meet him. So, uh, like I said, he's pretty famous. And people like that show up all the time for the Folk Life Festival. I met some, uh, quite a few people. I've met a lot of horror geeks, too, and stuff. Um, and so tonight's evening concert, believe it or not, is called Kepa Junkera and Sorgnak, which is actually, I said that right, wow. Um, and that is actually, their uh, Basque culture is famous for their accordion players, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, but the, the Sorgnak are an actual witch's choir. So that was the opening night act tonight. So. So I'm so excited I, to go this weekend and go see the Basque uh, culture up and close because I'm obviously nice. as a sexy witch. I'm absolutely fascinated. And maybe mm-hmm. Alexa Inglesia will make an appearance and I can just grovel at his feet and go, you made two of the best movies ever. You know, so, you know, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, so go do that. So, and moving on, if you're not going to go for the nerding, let's go back to cosplay because one of the largest cosplaying expos in the world also happens starting July 1st. And we're now pushing into some great stuff. The Anime Expo in Los Angeles, California. It is the prominent cosplay event of the season. Uh, and I went to their guest list to see what their headliners were. I'll be honest with you. I had no clue who most of those people were. Yeah. They're all fresh faces, but a lot of them are really talented because what's coming out of cosplay now is you get, you will love this, Elizabeth, because <laughs> more and more of them are actually making their own costumes. It's, it's really yeah. getting cool. It's oh, really getting I, cool. These girls are, they're all new. They're all new faces and they're 20 years old, but they're really talented. And this is, this is their niche, and I'm happy that they found it, and it's the zeitgeist right now. I'm happy for them. You know, it, it's another version of modeling, and I have no problem yes. with that whatsoever. Yes, and, 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 and if they know how to be a seamstress and a creator and a costumer at the same time, then, then they're very talented. They're artists at the same time. That's that's fantastic to see. Power with the hot clue gun, man. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'll, yeah. I, okay, raise a virtual hand if you've ever burnt your hand with a hot clue gun working on a costume. Me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. the glue gun is totally the the cheap. The, it's like the easy way around, you know. <laughs> and when you're yeah. like, oh, you know, we're just gonna take pictures, or we just have an event for tonight. It'll be fine. Quick, <laughs> I need a badge. <laughs> exactly, I need to put that shit on. Or you like yeah, you take so. out the soldering gun by accident, and you're like, oh shit, oops. Or is that just my family? Or if you, do, my problem is I used to do this a lot. I used to take a, do a running stitch. Like you have to do a quick ham, right? And I can do it mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. hunting stitch. I leave a fucking needle in the ham, and then I scrape my no. Oh, it's like the most painful thing. How did it's you stupid, Liz? How did you leave your needle in the hem? Seriously, how? I, I well, I'm doing it real fast. I'm just looping the hem, and I'm not even uh-huh. like tacking it down. I'm just like running it, just you know. Like, but I how can you leave your needle there? That's, You're so cute. <laughs> I'm running. I'm, I'm busy. I was like, I got turned. Yeah, I'm this running. I'm running with fucking scissors, bitch. Well, dude, I, I, I used to do tours. I was actually living history, so I was doing tours of a historic building. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I stick it in there. Next thing I know, I'm like, oh, gotcha. fuck, I forgot about it. You know, you're, like, you're like, you're like, know? you're like, you know, I gotta be Betsy Ross right now. I'll just put this right here for a second. Yeah, it's Wick, but yes, that's right. Uh, so, Anime Expo, uh, a great 
lineup, though, if you're into anime, every motherfucker's got to be there. There's a bunch of comic nice. book artists, manga artists, anime artists. Uh, nobody, almost all of them speak a, 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 like two-thirds of the list. The English is their second language, maybe their third or fourth. Uh, you know, it's one of those kind of lineups. And so definitely Anime Expo in Los Angeles, California. Um, and so let's bring it back to July 4th here. And we got a shit ton of stuff going down. Uh, also, we're going to bring it back to Smithsonian Folk Life, um, except this time it's the Air and Space Museum, which is nearby. Uh, they are doing on July 1st, get this, all night at the museum. And so if you've ever seen the second night at the museum, they're going to allow people to walk in for the 40th birthday of the flagship on the National Mall. You get to stay there overnight. And they're going to open – they have a bunch of new uh, flight halls they're going to open up, and you get to go see them for the first time. And there's music and tours and activities all night. So that's Friday, June, July 1st. So once again, we're nerding it up a little bit more, but this is talking about rockets and and phallic symbols and, and, and planes and space travel. And Air and Space Museum is a class act. They also have one of – they just opened, reopened their IMAX with digital laser projection, which is the state-of-the-art projection for IMAX right now. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot to do in D.C. So, And if you don't want to stay in D.C. for Fourth of July, you can go back to one of our favorite drive-ins, the Mahoning Drive-In Theater in Layton, Pennsylvania, because they have the – them and Exhumed uh, Films work together, and they are doing the 4th of July camp out. And they're showing the same three movies all three nights, but you can camp out for 10 bucks and children are seven. Three movies they are showing are 80s classics, The Goonies, E.T., and Back to the Future. So if you want to see some 80s classics and camp out, there's your chance to do it. Um, <laughs> so, oh, we have some more cosplay. I forgot to tell you, one of my favorite cosplays is coming up on this world, um, Heroes, and Vil- Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in Meadowlands in New Jersey. Uh, that's the NC Caucus. They're having a huge cosplay event there on the 1st. Uh, so uh, Cast of Arrow is going to be there. That's their headliners. And um, it's going to be all sorts of people. And it's, uh, it, you know, it's just like games and skills. So that's in Meadowlands in New Jersey. Um, <clears throat> and then... Erin Marie, we're going to July 2nd. We have one more big major thing on this weekend that was coming up. And can you talk about this is in your world? Clifton Ford is actually having, they're saving a theater. uh, They've saved and reopened a historic theater in Clifton Forge, New Jersey. And so talk a little bit about it, if you would, please, Erin Marie. Clifton Forge, Virginia. (laughs) Yes. it's been closed for about the past five years for renovations. It closed its doors in 87 as a, a regular theater, um, but it's a beautiful old theater that they've been renovating. Um, we used to use it pretty much just for performances, uh, plays, uh, local plays, and music acts that come through town, things like that. But uh, stage collapsed a few years before they closed it for renovations, and that kind of was the last straw of, okay, we need to do something about this. So they've been raising a lot of money, and it reopens its doors the weekend of July 2nd with the showing of Wizard of Oz. And I'm really excited to see what they do with it. I'm really kind of hoping. I know that they're planning on doing uh, things that will bring tourism to the area. I would just really like to see them do a lot with it like the Colonial does. I I don't want to see it just become some uh, little thing. I, I really would like to see it boom. Volunteer but I'll be there. Program, be the programmer. 
I I'm planning on putting too my two cents worth in, but uh, <laughs> I think you'd be, an awesome, you'd be an awesome. Between between us and and all your friends, I bet you'd be an awesome programmer. So I mean, you know what to get and how to do it. So uh, you know, it would be a cool thing. So well, they're well, bringing so, somebody. They're bringing somebody in from out of town to uh, to run and consult with it. So hopefully they'll eh. they'll exactly. <laughs> we, we know how that goes down. Uh, I can tell you some horror stories about setting up theaters here in D.C. from uh, colleagues of mine, but that's another story. Uh, but uh, anyway, but don't listen to that because Masonic Theater is wonderful. Go see it; it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. on the big screen is always fun. So brand um, new, cushy wanna... seats, everything renovated. It's, I can't wait to see it. The last movie I saw there was Back to the Future in '86. Yeah. And 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 they also they've been having some live events there, but this will be restoring it back to its former glory. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I also want to give a head up to Stage because um, I don't know if you've heard. You know how much I love the Hamilton musical in New York, right? I like know it, I sing it, I scream it. Um, it the, the last performance for Lin Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom, who play the the two leads in it, Alison Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Their last performance is July 8th. It's coming up. So um, if you want to see it, by the way, they're actually filming the performances now as we speak. So there will be a film of the original cast. Now, it's not going to be available except through excerpts of the PBS show in October. Uh, but at some point, they are they are promising to release the entire movie on a, on a, you know, from beginning to end, the entire show. So let's hope for that. But in the meanwhile, uh, there are still free lotteries every day for the two screen, the two showings of, of Hamilton up through the eighth. So if you want a chance to still get in, you and a hundred other million people or whatever, <laughs> uh, go try. You got a few lotteries left to see the original principal cast before they all leave. Even the lead actress Philippa So who plays Elizabeth Schuyler, Eliza. Uh, she's actually got a job. She just got hired to be the lead in the new musical Amelie. So they're actually making Amelie into a musical, of all things, uh, Jeanette Jeanne, um bio docu biodrama romance. I love that movie, actually. <laughs> but I love everything Jean-Pierre Jeanne did. Uh, I got to actually talk about Studio Lost Children with Ron Perlman, awesome con, and that was so cool. So, so if you like musicals, that's it. Now, if you don't like musicals, but you like Little My Little Ponies and shit, BronyCon is also the same weekend. <laughs> Uh, so come back here to Baltimore, go to BronyCon, uh, and, or you can go to Montreal, Quebec, and go to Comic-Con. That lineup is ridiculous. Okay, headliners, Bill Shatner, Brett Spinner, yeah. Michelle Nichols, yeah. Alfonso Ribeiro, Billy D. Mm-hmm. Williams, Carrie Ells, Chris Sarandon, Don Ber- John Berlman, Robin Lord Taylor, and Summer Glau, Tom Felton. Okay, that's a huge lineup, so that's a lot of fun. Or on the West Coast, you have the Hollywood show in Los Angeles, another Hugh uh, lineup, okay? First of all, they're having a Rocky Horror Picture reunion with Tim Curry in attendance, which is like, <laughs> it makes it the most important thing, Sorry. period, right? But it, the, oh my God. the reunion, everyone but Susan Sarandon. So it's Tim Curry, Patricia Quinn, Barry Boswick, and Nell Campbell. Um, but you also get, get this, you get Angie Dickinson at this thing, oh my God. Sexy Witch from The Wicker Man, Britt Eklund, which is amazing. Mm. Uh, Fred Willard, Lonnie Addison, 
Louis Gossick Jr., Martin Landau, Richard Greco, Sherilyn Finn, Tanya Roberts, and one of my favorites, Eileen Quinn from Annie. I always want to know what happened to that girl. Really? She's so awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's all on the A's in Los Angeles, and there's more than that. The lineup is ridiculous. Go look at this lineup. It's amazing. Um, and we also have, let's see, and, so that, and then Walker Soccer is in New Jersey on the 9th. At Edison, um, Norman Reedus is headlining, so it's going to be huge. Uh, we all go, Chandler. Ah. <laughs> but Chandler Riggs will also be there. Uh, Cassandra Peterson, Jeffrey Dumont, Scott Wilson, Emily Kinney, and many other people, almost almost the, every extra that possibly was in friggin' Walking Dead at this thing. But if you're if that's too much for you, you can actually hop over to New Jersey, and they have a true Comic Con there, the Garden State Comic Fest, and it it really is a Comic Con. Like, there's not a guest; it's comics, it's guest comics. Uh, and then, of course, in Ontario, you have Rue Morgue, Dark Carnival Expo. The headliner is Guillermo Guillermo del Toro. Holy fuck shit! On Saturday oh. um, <laughs> I know. I have to bust through this. Sorry. We've got a couple more minutes. Uh, no, go ahead. I love the reactions. Reactions no, are continue. good. George, George <laughs> Romero and Bill Mosley will also be there. Um, we also have mm. Exhumed uh, on the 9th in, at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, Pennsylvania. John Williams is being well. Car- John Carpenter, Zoom Films, is having a special retrospective. So not only doing the concert, they're also talking about his movies, which is amazing. And don't forget, most importantly, Alexander Skarsgård, July 1st, in the theaters with no shirt. Mm. So go see Tarzan. I don't care if it's good. Fuck it if it's good. It's Alexander Skarsgård. Or it's her. Did you guys ever see the photo shoot? Did you guys ever see the photo shoot of him sitting on a toilet? Out in the middle of nowhere with like snow everywhere. Like, did you guys know? Oh, yes, 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 I did. Actually, oh my god, yeah, he's he's just so delightful. He's so, and actually, I think it's either his, I think it's his cousin that was in, um, oh god, Hemlock Grove. No, it's his brother. There's eight oh, of his them. brother. Fantastic. Yeah. I, there's I knew like, it was like, there's yeah. like seven or eight scars guards, and they're all brothers. There are. Yes. They're, they're like the villain sons. They're the Skarsgård Baldwin. Yeah, I know. He's he he has so many freaking kids. <laughs> right, right. But they're they're all gorgeous and bring them bring them on. We will import oh, them. Not bring all them of them on. are gorgeous. Bring me the, your tired, your poor, your beautiful, not, your well hung. The, the, the troll of the family of works for Vikings. Yeah, one of them plays Floki <laughs> yes, on Vikings. Yes, no, one of them does play Floki on Vikings. Actually, Floki is one of my favorite characters. He's a Skarsgård too. Oh, you so, love uh, so. Thank you, dear.